G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. You're listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. And as we delve into this week's topic, a reminder that some of the content may be of a sensitive nature. Now, here's your hosts, Tim and Dez. All right, well, welcome to this week's Momentum. Once again, all around Australia, it is uh, Tim and Dez joining you. And uh, hey, wherever you might be right now, really, really appreciate you tuning in. Um, MomentumAustralia.org is our website, as always. You know, we uh, we started a couple of years ago, Des and I, with a, a heart to reach out to blogs all around Australia. And uh, hopefully over the last few years, you've you've gleaned something from our wafflings and our guests over the last couple of years. But Des, I mean, that's the heart behind Momentum, right? It's just to help guys in, in their journey of life. Uh, absolutely. And we do that by being, you know, raw and honest and real and, you know, be the things that often you won't see in the church setting. You know, we just we just deal with it. And, you know, if it's good or bad or it's ugly, that's the way it is. And that's the way we will always be. Uh, just on saying that, let me just mention our care line, Momentum Care Line, one 800 000 men that's one 800 brought to us by uh, Caroline Connections which is a ministry in its own right um, and it's uh, carolineconnections.com.au is their website but anyway you can reach out and get help seven days a week uh, from 9am to 11pm that's uh, Momentum Caroline one 800 yeah awesome and talking of being raw if you need a raw on this conversation with someone maybe that's not in your world right now uh, i.e. maybe your, your friends, your family, your church family, whatever, you're just like, yeah, I'm not sure that I feel comfortable talking with them. Uh, you can have a confidential chat with the guys on the care line. That number again, one 800 And you know, um, when Des and I first started Momentum, we, we kind of said, we can't talk about this stuff or encourage others to talk about this stuff unless we're talking about this stuff ourselves. So, we're gonna we're gonna model that for you in this week's show uh, because we are coming up to Mother's Day. It's rapidly approaching. Actually, we've prepared ourselves this year a little better than in previous years, and we've got a great a special Mother's Day guest coming up for you in the show real soon, and we're very excited to talk to her. But this week, we thought, hey, let's let's then just speak into Dad's lives for a tick before we jump into Mother's Day, and um, Des and I are going to be sharing a bit this week from our own experience as dads, because we're both now granddads as well. And, you know, we've learned a few things along the way. Uh, Some of it from good things we've done and some of it from things we've done poorly or areas where we've missed it with our kids Mm. and grandkids. And so we thought we'd just lift the lid off some of that, be honest, and also look at some other things that we found along the way that perhaps could help you in your fathering journey. So, Des, are you you ready, my friend, to... uh, to lift the lid off. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's bring it on. <laughs> well, let me ask you first. Mm. I mean, and we want to talk about our own parents and what we learned from our parents. Um, so talk, talking about your dad, mm. what did you feel that he did well? What were the good points that you saw from your dad? My dad was a, a really hard worker and he was a great provider. So straight up. So my dad was born in 1946. He was the post-war generation He's now 76, but he, he had a really good work ethic, a strong work ethic. 
and my dad was always out a lot of hours a day working. Um, he started off in uh, like he was a draftsman. He was drawing early days, ah. but from as long as I was a kid, he was in insurance and then had his own financial management company and and those sorts of things. Oh, wow. So, um, and he would literally uh, drive the length and breadth of the UK. Uh, most days seeing clients and doing things and we didn't see a lot of him Monday to Friday to be honest um, so again the, the good thing was that he was a hard worker and he had a, a really strong work ethic and provided for his family well uh, the downside yeah. of that of course that he was he wasn't around much through the week and then on a weekend he was uh, playing catch up like we all do with jobs <laughs> around the right. house and doing stuff around the yeah. house Saturday, Sunday and then, he was probably so exhausted from oh, the week that he just, absolutely. He just didn't have uh, any energy left to give. You know, and then repeat Monday to Friday. So so that yeah, was my dad, yeah. yeah. What about yours? Because wow. I know your dad actually was, he was, wasn't he a preacher or a, he was in the church? Yeah, he something? was a preacher, yeah. And uh, and he was a great, he was a great, great man. He was born in 1928, so he, you know, went through the war and, and all that. And, and actually his father mm. uh, came back from the war and was an alcoholic. Right. Um, because of what happened to him during the war. And so um, he uh, abhorred some of the things. He wasn't very supportive of, of my grandfather. He didn't respect my grandfather, which was a shame. Um, he did, but in those days, he didn't understand trauma. They didn't understand what my grandfather went through. For, like, for example, my grandfather was in the trenches during the First World War with his brother who was underage and they went over the trenches and his brother was shot beside him. Oh, my gosh. And he had to keep going. So those traumas in their lives affected him greatly. And when I look at my dad, um, who I loved to bits, he was he was my hero growing up. But the way I would define him is he was loving but not affectionate. Mm. And what I mean by that is I absolutely believed that he loved me. I had no doubt at all mm. that, you know, I was his eldest son. He he loved me to bits, but he was never affectionate. Mm. You know what I mean? He wouldn't go up and give me a hug or mm. kiss me in the cheek or he wouldn't do that. Mm. And like your dad, he was busy. Um, he was so busy with work. He had shoe shops and he was away Monday through. He didn't get back to Saturday, mm. you know, and um, Sunday was really only his rest day and that was church mm. and church and church mm. <laughs> and, yeah. so, and so for example like one example from my childhood and that i've always remembered is on a saturday night my dad would come home maybe six thirty, and i'd be out in the back garden kicking a ball and every saturday i say to my dad dad as he walked through from the garage to the house i said dad come kick a ball with me and he never once did mm. he just was so tired you know, and, and that stuck with me. Mm. And I think that we all have those sort of experiences where, you know, we get disappointed or we get hurt or whatever, mm. and they stick with us and they impact us later on in life. Mm. Yeah, for sure. If you could describe or you would describe your relationship with your dad, particularly then, you know, early days, but then particularly as a teenager, because that can, that can be an interesting time, you know, yeah. um, particularly as sons, I think. Daughter, yeah. Daughters, it's it's a little different, but um, with sons and dads, uh, there can always be like this competitive kind of thing that, that jumps in between dad and son. Did, how was your relationship there? Well, I just, you know, everything about my dad 
um, was about the church. Right. It was about his faith. It was about, you know, going to church and stuff. And I respected that. I mean, he read his Bible every day and studied it and so forth. And I now I respect that much more than ever. But, um, but I just miss spending time with him, you know, and as a teenager, where I, you know, I was struggling with lots of stuff, including faith stuff, um, in my childhood and uh, in my youth. Um, he, he just, yeah, it just he wasn't there. I had, no, I had really had nobody, even though I had him. He, he he wasn't there, and you know, and I unfortunately I followed that example. Um, well, I guess I guess we'll get to that. Well, well, we can. Well, let's launch on from that because I mean, it's you've mentioned in the show before that. You know, you uh, you you were pretty absent as a as a dad to your kids, and part of that was that you were similar to your father, busy doing, creating a career, and uh, you know, providing for your family. But in that, as often can happen with men, we get so lost in that world that sometimes we not necessarily forget about our family, but our priority becomes work and providing. And um, you know, providing the life instead of doing the life, I suppose, with our family. And it's true. And you know, it's it comes down to simple things like our identity. Mm. Now, my identity is uh, I want I am a dad, and I'm a strong dad. I'm a loving dad. I'm a caring dad. That's fantastic because mm. that reflect in your personality and reflect in your actions and so forth. I didn't have that identity. My identity was I ran IT for major corporations. Mm. And so, you know, that was my identity. And so, you know, I, that's what I focused on. And so, you know, traveled the weekends and all sorts of stuff. What about you, man? How did it work for you? Well, it's interesting because uh, similar. I mean, my dad was around, um, around but not necessarily present, if I can say yeah. that, right? So yeah. he was there, but similar. Um, not a lot of physical affection or verbal affection. Uh, I grew up in a non-Christian home, so certainly spiritually there was nothing. But I mean, I would be in a—I was in a church choir uh, from a young age, and you know, my parents would come and support me occasionally if I was doing a solo, or you know, there was <laughs> Christmas or Easter, or, you know, those sorts yeah. of things. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I my my dad was um, again. It, it's funny because I I I know that his one of his love languages is gift giving. Uh-huh. And so, because he earned a reasonable wage, you know, my brother and I would always get lots of presents for my birthday and Christmas, and and now I realise that was my dad expressing his love that way. Yeah. Um, and you know, through through my teenagers, I, I picked up the guitar. I wanted to learn drums and those sorts of things, and um, I got into heavy metal music, and you know, went, dropped off all sorts of places for watching bands and gigs and things. And, you know, my dad was always good in making time to do those sorts of things. That was his way of showing love. Um, but at the same time, there was, you know, again, not a lot of physical affection, verbal affection. You know, I don't ever remember my dad telling me that he loved me until no. later, much later in life. Um, and, you know, even a physical hug probably didn't happen until I was well into my late 20s. Wow. Um so, you know, from that side of things, there wasn't much of that. But again, what, what my dad did do well was he was provided, and, and I always felt, I suppose, supported in the things that I wanted to um, to do, even though he may not necessarily agree with it. Yeah. Um, you know, he was always quite good at, uh, at trying to show some support to some degree. 
in the way that he could. Yeah. And and spend time doing the sporting type things too. You know, go to the cricket. You may not like cricket. I you know, I I didn't mind cricket, but you know, going to AFL or going to, you know, rugby league or whatever the kids want to do, just go with them. Mm. You know? I took my kids whenever they were growing up kids and I was living in New Zealand and I took my boys to the uh uh, Waikato Stadium in Hamilton to watch uh, the Chiefs play, and it was the best time for them and the mm. best time for me. We had we had a ball, mm. and so yeah, I mean, just take every opportunity to be around your kids and sewing into their lives. Yeah. yeah. One thing off the back of that as well is, um, and I think you said that Des in a different way, but finding the common the common ground with your kids. And yeah. again, it may not necessarily be things that you're interested in, and I've learned Correct. this with my kids but also my, I can see how my dad did that with me too. wasn't necessarily stuff that he was particularly interested in, but he would show an interest because it was important to me. Yeah. And I think there's yeah. fathers, that's a real big key is to go, what's important in your kids' lives? You know, uh, for my daughter, over the years of her teenage, there's a K-pop band, a Korean boy band called um, BTS. Now, oh. I'm not into K-pop and this is not my <laughs> thing, but I know so much about this. Because I wanted to, it was an interest to her. And when she talks about this, I've got some interest and some knowledge about what she's talking about so I can show an interest and engage in a conversation. The closest I came to that was supporters of Liverpool. So I had three boys. <laughs> <laughs> and so the three boys are all ad, um, mad Liverpool fans, as am I. So there you go. If there's anybody listening who's a Manchester United fan, you know, just keep listening. <laughs> I think here endeth our relationship does, but that's a different story. Uh, look, we are talking fatherhood this week on Momentum. We're going to take a short break and come back in the second part of the show. And Des and I will continue just to quickly talk about some things we've done well, some things that we could perhaps do differently or done differently as dads. And you can uh, learn from our mistakes. But also we've got some, some qualities that we're going to look at um, that the, in inverted commas, experts say, these are things that make up good, good dads whether you're not a Christian, a Christian, uh, but some generic things that we can look at to improve our fathering to our kids. Such an important role that we've got as dads. Uh, As we take a short break, I'll point you to the website, MomentumAustralia.org. Have a quick look around the website as we take a short break, and we're going to be back real soon with this week's Momentum. This is Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. Find out more at MomentumAustralia.org. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 You're listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. Find out more at MomentumAustralia.org. Well, welcome back to this week's Momentum. Uh, Tim and Des with you. We're talking fatherhood on this week's show um, before we launch into Mother's Day uh, next weekend. And we've got uh, a wonderful, wonderful woman that we've got lined up for a Mother's Day special uh, next weekend. And she's going to bring some tough love, some truth around some certain things for Mother's Day. We're very much looking forward to uh, speaking to her. But before we do that, we are looking at fathers and fathering. Uh, this week, and it's just Des and I were talking about this, and uh, we thought, hey, we'd, we'd share some of our experiences. We've learned some stuff over the years, Des. Some of it's been good. Some of it's we've had to learn from and apologize for. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very true. It's, it's true. I can't speak for you, but I, you know, man, I, I was so selfish. I, I really was. I wasn't. 
I've said before and I'm embarrassed by it, but I, I just wasn't a good dad. And by the grace of God, my sons um, remember a lot of the good stuff mm. and don't remember a lot of the bad stuff. But, you know, it's, uh, it wasn't a good journey. So, I mean, let, let's, let's piggyback off that because I know that you were absent for a lot of your kids' lives because you were busy working and going all over the place and having your career and all those sorts of things. Um, obviously, you changed that. But when you look at all of that, despite that, what do you think you did well as a dad when your kids were younger? Wow, that's that's a really good question. I'd, I'd have to reflect long and hard before <laughs> I answer that question. Look, look, you know, whenever I was there, I was I was. A, a present dad. So, I mean, I, I'll say that when I was there, I got involved and I did stuff and played with him, kicked football, played cricket, all the things that you would do, take him out for barbecues and all that sort of stuff. You know, we did that, uh, me and also the family. And also, uh, you know, bought a boat. And so the boys and I, we go out in the boat and, and spend the whole day just you know, pretending to fish and pretending to catch fish and <laughs> pretending to <laughs> and fish. It was, uh, they were great. <laughs> they were great times. And so, you know, those things were really good. What about you? How, how did, uh, how did well, you it's, go? It's interesting because, um, you know, now we mentioned that, and I hadn't actually thought about this too much, but um, and it, it's funny how the way that you were parented can influence your parenting, whether that's good or bad, right? And so um, with both of my parents being particularly English, uh, the the physical touch and the the verbal stuff was very minimal from my parents, mm. and so I remember when I became a parent, um, particularly with my daughter, um, with a daughter dad relationship, uh, I was yeah. like, my daughter is never going to not know that she's loved, and she's Good. never not going to know what it's like to be hugged from dad, and so I was yes. very demonstrative with my kids physically, yeah. and I was very verbal with my kids. Um, you know, from a affirmation of affirming who they are, but also yes. how much I love them a lot. Yes. Um, so I think that, yes. you know, it was like my kids will never go to their grave going, you know, on the contrary, I was probably quite smothering as a dad. <laughs> and my daughter let me know about that a few times too, in a loving, joking oh, really? way, you know, about me being in her personal yeah. bubble, you know, that sort of thing. And uh, Isn't that interesting that they that she picked up the fact that you were over I was going to say overindulgent, but that's not yeah. the right word. But overenthusiastic to compensate for what you had missed out yeah. on. Um, that's a really good, it's a good message on both yeah. both negative and positive yeah. perspectives. Yeah. But I also, I mean, look, yeah. uh, I wasn't away like you were in in your career, but I I worked yeah. in radio for twenty years when the kids were young, and you know, with that came all sorts of shifts at different times of day and night. Yeah, and yeah. I would make a point of depending on what time I got in obviously if it was super late like 10 11 o'clock at night I would just kind of stick my head in kiss them on the cheek and they'd kind of stir and go back to sleep yeah. but if it was not too yeah. long after bedtime uh, I would always have a routine of going in and spending some time just chatting you know talking about yeah. the day asking them about their day praying um, and then you know and leaving them that so so there was always on, on the night there was at least a touch point with dad regardless yes. of how late yes. I got in. And then on the morning, um, you know, my, my often my shifts allowed me to do the school run to get them ready on the morning, do that right. sort of thing. So there was always the morning school wow. run, the time in the car, you know, the praying in the car that's, on the way to so school, important. those sorts of things. So 
Those sorts of things I feel like I was fairly present for. We're just about to close mm. the show. But we've had an amazing conversation. But tell me, uh, to close off, what are the qualities you see in being a good dad? If you do two or three, I'll do two yeah. or three. And maybe those will help guys yeah. to focus on how to be a better well, dad. Well, I think the first is dependability, being there through thick and thin, you know, um, being present. Yeah. Uh, not just present and correct, Bimper. like as in I, I've turned up, I've ticked a box, but being present, I think yeah. that's a key one. We've talked yeah. about yeah, involvement, absolutely. Des, you know, being interested in, yeah. in our kids' lives. And this is where understanding your kids' love languages and personalities is really important because we're all, you know, it's not a one-size-fits-all, right? We can have, yeah, if you've got right. two or three different kids, you know they each have different personalities and they each absolutely. receive and give love slightly differently. So understanding what quality time is for each of your kids. For one of them, it might be kicking a soccer ball. For the other, it might be sitting down playing Lego. For the other, it might be reading a book or watching a movie. Like it's finding those things, the common ground with your kids. Yes, exactly. And I think we've talked about this as well. Uh, The compassion piece, empathy, showing your emotions as a father. Uh, You know, in this day and age, it's no longer taboo to, to be a father who is emotionally present. I think that's really, really important for your kids to see that side of you. No, totally. And I'd add a couple more. Certainly being expressive is along the lines of what you've just said. You know, being prepared to talk and being prepared to be emotional and being prepared to be expressive. Give your kids a hug. You know, give them a clip around the ear. You didn't hear me say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, but, and, uh, and, you know, you do, and one thing about discipline, and you know this as well as I do, is if you're doing it because you're angry, then that's the wrong mm. motive. If you're doing it to help your kids, that's that's a different situation. Mm. So, but almost all the thing that I you know, have learned, um, and it's been a bitter pill to swallow for me, is honesty. Mm. Be prepared mm. to be honest about your role as a dad and who you are and what you do. Because your kids will ultimately respect you so much more if you're totally honest with what they do. And the, another thing I would add, um, apart from all the spiritual side of it, and I'm sure you'll probably cover it, but it's be playful. Mm. You know, just have fun, you know? Have, uh, do have banter. Do have jokes for your kids. Do roll around the floor with them and do whatever you need to do. Uh, just be playful. Yeah. Yeah. A, a couple of more serious things, Des, and maybe we'll end on here. Um, the valuing of the mum. You know, the way yes. that you talk yes, to mum and the way that you are with mum in the house says a lot to your – models a lot to your kids. Mm. Totally. Uh, about how they would then treat – um, a, a mother or a, a, a wife uh, growing up, and particularly for young men, the way that you talk to your wife is going to model the way that they will invariably interact with their girlfriends and potential wives in the future. Yeah, and daughters. So how you respect absolutely. daughters and treat them so I th- you know, as princesses in the nicest possible yeah, way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and from a Christian perspective, you know, um, again – it doesn't necessarily always have to be, you know, we're going to pray and take communion every morning before school, but it can be a, a balance of, like like we did in the car. Like we didn't have time. Like it was five kids in my first marriage. So it was like, let's just get everybody in the car and then we've got 15 minutes on the way to school. So then we can have some prayer time in the car. Or it's just finding those moments where, you, you know, you can lead your kids in prayer. For me, it was again at night, not necessarily around the dinner table because I wasn't always there depending on the shifts that I worked, but finding moments throughout the week where, we are having conversations around certain things in the Bible or certain things at church or certain things that happened at school even, and how can we bring a Christian perspective or reaction or response to that? Maybe we could pray for a friend. 
you know, just those opportunities to let your kids know that church isn't just a Sunday deal for you, and God isn't just uh, someone that we talk to on a Sunday or sing to on a Sunday. Um, you know, they see that side of you in the house as well, that you're very natural with that. And, in you know, uh, invariably that's going to lead your kids, whether it's through curiosity or something else, uh, to then want to pursue that as well, I think. Yeah, I agree. And, and things, even simple things like giving thanks for food and praying for each other around the table, um, if they become learned behavior, you know, it's something they have always do, always done. They'll continue to do that, um, and that, that, that's so key that God is part of their life and everything they do. That's really good. Really and look, important. if you want to throw in a scripture reference for that, the Bible clearly says, you know, train you train the way that the kids will go, and when when they grow up, they won't depart from it. And I have, you know, honestly seen that with my kids. Um, they've had they've had a few years where they've you know looked like they were doing their own thing and. But I'll tell you what, what's been planted in, in the young years is definitely coming back in their 20s now, and they're having their own relationship with the Lord, which as a parent, of course, is awesome, and it gladdens our heart because that's ultimately what we want. The kids aren't just coming to church because mom and dad are doing it. It's what we do on a Sunday. They're choosing their own relationship with God, and that's as a direct result of what's been sown when they were younger. So. I think, you know, that's, really as a good. father, it's looking for those little opportunities Monday to Saturday, you know, to express our faith, to talk about those things, to pray, to show them. And also showing that mom and dad pray together too, I think is really huge. Um, yes, because that shows good. a commonality there that we're on the same page here. It's not just mom is doing all the praying and she's the spiritual one, but dad's right there and leading the home. <laughs> yes. So, yes. yeah, look, yes. there's a lot more we could talk about and maybe we'll do another show later in the year, but that's been a, a quick spectrum of fatherhood from des and i and uh you know des thank you for being honest and open about your journey as always um you know uh and and for myself of course i know some of that but i appreciate you sharing that with the guys and uh again we're going into mother's day next week so we've got a great mother's day show lined up for you it's going to be raw honest and there's going to be some tough truths come through from this lady that we're going to interview (laughs) next week and we'll keep it a secret until then but we would love you to join us for a Mother's Day special next week in the meantime going to point you to our website once again momentumaustralia.org if you want to get in touch by all means do that reach out to us there's a whole bunch of resources on there to help you on your journey partly as a dad but partly as just a human being to do life that little bit better and if you'd like to financially support us at Momentum that would be really awesome we do run on a shoestring uh, thankfully, we don't have a lot of overheads, but uh, you know, your support will help us continue to reach men all around Australia via this ministry and through the radio stations that you hear this show on. So, MomentumAustralia.org. Until next week, Des, you take care, my friend. God bless. You too, man. And we'll catch you guys next week right here on Momentum. Take care. You've been listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. For more information or to hear this week's show again, go to MomentumAustralia.org. You can also access a whole range of resources to help you on your journey and to get in touch with the team at MomentumAustralia.org. Until next time, keep moving forward with Momentum.